Inside Out with Turner and Seth. And anybody who listens to this show knows that the celebrity on the show is Seth. Oh, stop it. Seth is your auctioneer. Stop. Seth is on Jam Cruise. Um, they still doing Jam Cruise? Yes, Rob. Oh. It's our 18th sailing. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, that's great. Hi. I didn't, I didn't know anything. Hi, C's. That's great. And uh, you do a bunch <laughs> of destination concerts. You do a lot of activities and stuff like that. You Thank do them so well that I talk to people who go to... Other events and activities. No offense to anyone. It's my birthday. What's going they on? They never lead uh, live up to what Seth does. He puts a lot of heart and soul into him. You do annoy musicians at times. Only on our show when I interrupt them. You maybe take advantage of the fact that they love Jam Crew so much and they just wanted, uh, you know. <laughs> Are you trying to call me? But in doing so, you create a great experience for the okay. paying customer and ultimately. Something the industry people, and I'm the fan side, something industry people forget sometimes is that the paying customer is the person, people, who drive this whole thing. So that's important to know. I mean, the reason I say all this, Seth, is because it's a big Seth-heavy episode, and we will tell you all about it. But first, we want to talk about our family. Osiris. Hello. I am Brad from a band Dispatch. And I'm Chadwick. Also from a band called Dispatch. Dispatch. The podcast you are listening to is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris connects you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences about the artists and topics you love. Visit OsirisPod.com to check out our shows. Osiris works in partnership with Jambase, which connects music fans with the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Check them out at... Jambase.com Jambase.com Osiris The Osiris Podcast Network The Osiris Media As it is on Twitter It's a great community of podcasts They have all kinds of events We have Fish Accounts Reports Coming up this fall With Fall Tour We have possibly An Umphreys McGee Couch Report We'll see We're doing more And where they are Doing more and more Side things beyond their own podcast. RJ and his company put together a wonderful tribute to Neil Casal. You should check that out. We were part of that. The Broke Down podcast. Jonathan Hart was part of that. Um, Amir, who's the guitarist who hosts The Drop, who is just a wonderful addition to Osiris. Brilliant Amir. He was part of it. And, of course, Joe Kendrick, who I love because... I love Joe Kendrick before us. WNCW. I love it. WNCW. He also was very kind to us in giving us material for one of our Colonel Bruce specials. Also, I want to point out the Tapes Archive. Great new show. Raw. My kind of stuff, Seth. Oh, yeah? 
Why? Because tapes? Raw, raw interviews. Raw. And it's a different t- style. They're interviews setting where people are put the guys putting together articles. So the whole interviews at the time weren't airing. So it's a whole different approach. And the, the, I find the, the subjects are often at ease. It's more very, very conversational. Young Billy Joel, young Trey Anastasia. Oh, no, I listened, I listened to the Billy Joel one and also the uh, George Carlin one. That one oh, my brilliant. God. Joan, so, Joan yeah, Rivers but, coming but up? What's cool about it, when I listened to the tapes, I thought about you because right he's a alley. journalist yes. and he reminds me of you in a way. Well, you guys have similarities in the way that you research and and so you understand you're not listening to a radio show or a podcast, really, even though it's a podcast. It wasn't recorded for that. This guy, he's he's got 30 minutes with these artists, if that, and he gets right to it. And the thing is, he's got the respect of the artist, who, of whoever his guest is, whoever his subject is, not guest, right? Because it's on. Yeah, he's just phone recording these. And it's fantastic because they really respect him. And I jokingly... Um T- tweeted out a, a picture. You know that picture where the guy's looking at the the new girl, yeah, and the, uh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, girl? yeah. And I put tapes archive for the new girl and be on the pond for the other. Let's keep in mind, folks, that that the girl who's upset in that picture is still an v- extremely attractive woman. I still listen to plenty of Beyond the Pond. I assure you, they have one out now about uh, a Vancouver tweezer. I believe it is Vancouver Jam. I think it's a tweezer jam. I haven't listened to it yet, but. Beyond the Pond is excellent. Listen to Tweezer on the way to Daryl's school this morning because that's what he wanted to hear. And then he's like, Dad, Cactus is a weird guy. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. He's, he, he, wears, he wears clothes that don't always match. I go, yeah, but that's how it matches. Flash forward four hours later, Mike Gordon puts out the weirdest tour announcement video I've ever seen. It's so weird. I don't know. It's just funny synchronizations there. I just heard steps on uh, Fish Radio. Mike Gordon band song as I was coming over here. Well, there you go. I would like to hear more Mike Gordon band music. Although I don't, they I just announced a tour, only, West Coast. But I mainly only listen to that channel for the when they're playing the full shows. But I do have a funny, serious story that'll be way at the end. Here's how the show is going to go this time. First, we're going to start off by thankings. Oh my God, Cole Boudreaux has been very, very clutch uh, lately. He really is savvy on the media, on the social media stuff, giving WTNS a voice outside of our voices. Or a voice for our... Yeah, he's giving a voice for our voices on social media. Thank you, Cole. Particularly the Neil Week. I was really rattled the Neil Week, and he was uh, his most helpful ever. I really, really appreciate you, Cole. Thank you. And, of course, Harris Sullivan. Sully Sullivan. Sully. Spencer Garn, who's not working on this episode, but we still love you. And Diamond we have- Street Studio. I think looks like we're going to be doing some stuff there. Uh, yes. Ahead, so don't say, don't say. Anything. I won't. I'm holding, holding back. Because we had one, we had one scheduled and it fell through. We had another one scheduled and fell through. And it's getting annoying, but like, maybe f- stick with the younger acts. They seem to appreciate the podcast thing more. I'll just keep checking my pulse. But you young acts, when you get big, or you young podcast hosts, when your podcast gets big and you start making lots of money, you need someone who knows how to manage your money right. So who don't would, wait till April and get screwed. Get Polade, Polay Clark. Check them out. They're located here in Atlanta, but you don't have to be in Atlanta to have their services. You can be anywhere. There are athletes from all over the country that, and I can't. We can't uh, privacy. We can't say stuff. And I wanted to do. But you know what we can do though, Rob. We can that? we can look up uh, for our next episode. We will go ahead and Polay has some great articles on the web. We're going to pull one of those up and share it with you all. Well, I was texting with Robert saying we wanted to do Polay Clark in the news segment, and he's he says, "I thank you for thinking of me. We'll think it over." But they have privacy issues. They have to be really really careful what we trumpet and what we don't. But so anyway, the, all of this Seth stuff we were talking about before is because these are two Seth interviews. Finally, we're putting forth the, the real famous guy on oh, the show. stop, stop. We got people notice on the street. 
All right. First of all, the uh, the first Although guest. I, heard, I did hear you were hitting on women after what show was after the Rock on Tours. Were you hitting on women a lot? Uh, yeah, I was actually. I, I kind of I was drunk and I. I Wait a no, minute! No, you haven't been you haven't been drinking. I thought. Yeah, yeah that was before I oh. stopped. Right now I'm on on uh, it's sober September and I feel great, Rob. I have I salute that excellent job. I've, Although been, we're only like eight days in. No, no, yeah, exactly. It's been a week. I had the longest run, but look, uh, forget about that. I just will say that I've been sober and it's been great, but. Um, the Rock on Tours right after the uh, NSYNC was at the freaking stadium, Phillips Arena, right? So it was the downtown was loaded with women. We walk into Park Bar and I'm drunk and I'm like holding court. I'm walking around going from table to table and I'm just like talking to all the girls. Lisa couldn't stop laughing. She's but no one, no one kicked hey, me baby. out. They were, hey, baby, ever heard of Jamily Feud? That's me. Anywho, so our first guest today, uh, Rob, can we? Can we go on? Is that go okay? ahead. Tell go me. Ahead. This this took place at the. We're, 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 this is Ronnie McCory, right? That is correct. He uh, the McCory brothers were uh, they were they were coming through town. Uh, the McCory band, and um, this is without Dell, of course. And uh, which might a quick thing. I just saw Dell and Dog, and at the very very end of this episode, that'll be one of the shows I talk about. So oh, I want to hear about it because I wasn't there. I yeah. wish I was, but you know, fatherly duties. But. Ronnie's a great dude, and and Rob, I know. So Rob really didn't want me to do this interview alone, and I just said, "Look, I want 15 minutes with him because he's in town. I just want to touch base with him, and it's very clear that this is not a deep dive. This is a surface, right? But I just, feel like we blow our opportunity, like the Lucas thing. We can't get Lucas Nelson now. No, that's that's not why he was because you know, oh God, Rob. We didn't get Lucas because he was with uh, what's the TV show, the freaking Cartoon oh, Network. Oh, that's right, that's right. I'm sorry. Yes, there's other epi- there's I other shows that interview- are bigger and better than us. I, of course, way bigger. And you- but I so badly want to interview him. Okay, so stop being so self. I can't help repeating. it. I'm hurt. Any rate, I want- Ronnie will definitely be back. We'll crush that interview. Ronnie will definitely be back. He was a pleasure to talk with, and not only. We learn about him, but we learn about his family, not just from his brother, not just from his father, but his son. His son's a musician, uh, and we'll talk about that in the interview. Uh, it's a great check-in with him. Uh, and then from there, we go back a little bit. Well, tell him about that at the break. I, I want to jump in. The Del McCory band is so heart, not just great musicians. It's so heartwarming that the Robbie and Ronnie and Del, that this father and son, and, and just Jason, who's going to be a part of our... Um, uh, Nana special. Yeah, we're gonna have we have a really nice uh, Larry Kill playing with Jason Carter. It's just such a great, outstanding, outstanding bluegrass band. So They're good. carrying the torch for bluegrass, big time. And and I think that they've uh, resurfaced with purpose, if you will. Um, yeah. So just real quick about the second interview, but then just throw it yeah, around so and then we'll Zeke talk more about it. Conbrio, we had a nice conversation, uh, or I did. It was really quick when they were in town a couple months ago. Uh, Conbrio, if you haven't heard this band yet, they, they're fun. They are just so much fun. And they were, they had a show, it was, it was an off night. Like, who plays in, in Atlanta at like the loft on a Sunday? I mean, these guys didn't. I, I'm glad they did because we got to see them and the, 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 the small crowd may, that was there. The loft is about a thousand seat flat 500 flat room. I saw back there once. No, no, not the whatever under the loft. 
Vinyl? Even yeah, smaller? yeah, it was vinyl. Oh, no, no, wow. I saw Beck with you. Uh, Halloween. Oh, we got, I got the tickets, and we saw remember? Secret Machines the same night. Oh, my God, we did. The same right. building in a different room. Oh, my God. At any rate, though, so Zeke was fun to talk with, but the band, they bring a lot of energy. These guys are super fun. Uh, I encourage you to check them out when they come through your town. And the thing is this, they're true performers. And what I'm trying to say is they played the small club with very few people there, and their energy level did not play to the crowd. They played to the room. They played... It's they, a good sign. It's a really good Remember sign. Remember what I always say about fish? Yeah. Yeah, you always did say that. At Molly's, I think it might have even been the second time, because the first time I think it was a multi-band bill. I'm not... I don't... My, it's a long hey, time Hey, speaking ago. of multi-bands, but, I know but this... But the fish came out, nobody's in the club, they still played a two-set show, they kicked ass. Sorry, go ahead. Speaking of bands, Rob... Yes? Where do you go as you're grabbing your phone to read a text message as we're recording? Where do you go to listen to music now? online? Nowadays? Yeah. Nugs.net. I've got a subscription. They, you go in, you go... You can scroll through all these artists... There's freaking jazz. There's all different stuff. Speaking of rock and tours, they're on there now. Yes, and uh, thanks to Nugs.net, I got to watch two of their shows from Nashville in one week. I attended two rock and tour shows and then watched two more. Uh, um, Such good shows. They're awesome. Such I'd good love, shows. Love to see them mix up the set list more after I saw that fourth one in particular. But they're awesome. Great energy. Haven't got a level. I was just hanging out with some of the folks I went to. Nathan Reed's happy birthday. I was just hanging out with Nathan and Chrissy and, and Lisa and uh, Dennis, and they all huh. had been at the show, and we were just raving not only about the music, but the way the personalities all kind of even out on the stage yes. is pretty cool. They're, it's a very, very together band. And people are like, well, it'll be another 10 years for the next record. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. so. I think one of them needed to get sober or something. I think that it might be a, uh, that an ongoing entity. restraining order the bass player gave you. What what was her name again? She's 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 good looking. Oh my god! Well, with that, uh, how about we jump in to Ronnie McCurry? What a nice warm day here in Hotlanta, <laughs> and uh, you're traveling through. The Travel McCurries are here, That's and right. uh, sitting down for a minute here at Eddie's Attic with Ronnie. How are you? I'm good, Seth. How are you doing? Well, and, you know, you it's know. not as hot as it usually is here. No, you know. <laughs> it's pretty comfortable. I woke up this morning, and it was 70-something degrees. I mean, I walked outside. The, two days ago, I walked outside, and it was 68 degrees. This is July, okay? No kidding. I mean, it's not August yet. I know it. And I'm like, I thought maybe I hibernated and I woke up and it was the fall. <laughs> you know? Like, is this a That's dream? pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because then you look at the the weather and it's like the Northeast had these like crazy heat wave last week. Too. Oh, yeah. I was there, man. It was brutal. You were there with family, weren't you? That they were family well, vacation? I do. I, my, my wife's from up there in Massachusetts. Oh, apart. Yeah. Uxbridge, which is uh, a town between Worcester uh-huh. and Providence, Rhode Island. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar. Right. I was born in Framingham. Oh, sure. Of course. I know Framingham. She worked there back then. Oh, yeah? Maybe maybe but, she worked uh, at the hospital? Maybe she remembers my birth? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was up there. I was in and out. You know, I had to... Uh, <clears throat> we usually go up in July, and... Uh, but I, it's rare that I can stay there the whole time, so I kind of cut out, and I came back to Tennessee, and we played in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, the Travelers did, just one night. 
kind of broke it up and I went back. Well, I stayed in town because my son has a 10-piece jazz funk band called the Broomsticks. Okay. How old's your son? 21. All right. And uh, they were what? playing in, at the Exit Inn there in Nashville. Oh, yeah. And it was sold out. It was a good night. And What's they, he play? They, he plays electric guitar. All right. Yeah, he shreds it. They're really good. And they were actually also helping this young kid out. Uh, well, he's a young kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy had his, it, 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 it's his second show ever, and they sold it mm. out. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, uh, we have a lot of managers that listen to this program, and uh, you, heard it, you heard it right from Ronnie. Yeah. Man, they had like 10 record companies there that night, and the kid signed with somebody. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of R&B, and, you know. But uh, anyhow, I did that, and I flew back up to New England and played it uh, in upstate New York two nights and then we went to red rocks oh yeah and played with string cheese yeah yeah so. they were just here at the fox the other day actually i was uh i, hmm. I was chatting with uh bill nurture he was on a recent podcast you can yeah. you listeners can go back and check it out if you haven't please yeah we talk about your father we talk about really? you all a little bit and, no uh, kidding yeah of course i mean how do you talk to bill and not talk <laughs> about your dad i mean come on yeah it was pretty wild we uh we went out there. This is my father's 80th birthday year. Wow, yeah. Uh, he was 80 in February, and, and man, everywhere we're going, they're kind of just helping celebrate it. You He's know? like, that's enough cake. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> On the rider specifically says no cake. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Bill led Red Rocks in a big happy birthday. Oh, wow, that's and sweet. And it was really special. Dad said, you know, I'm going to have another one next year. <laughs> <laughs> so anything special at uh, Del Fest this year for his birthday then? Um, Other than just Del Fest being special itself? Yeah, I guess, you know, no, we didn't do anything too special. Um, everybody kind of brought it up, of course. You know? Yeah. So it's pretty pretty amazing to live to be 80 and, and to uh, be able to do what you love and and yeah. still be really good at it. And you know, to be as influential be, as yeah. ever. I mean, I feel as though there's a new... I mean, you guys are a big part of that, too. It's not just your dad. But, I mean, when we look at Green Sky Bluegrass and the infamous String Dusters and go down yeah. the line of this new le- this new yeah. wave of yeah. bluegrass, right. the new grass, your dad's been reinvented within that, you know? Yeah, it's wild. I, and, you know, we... Uh, you can ask him the same thing, and we don't. It just happens, you know. You you don't do anything, <laughs> but just do what you do. Well, that's what Colonel Bruce Hampton would always say. You know, yeah. you got to show up. And, yeah, right. you, know, you you just do it. Yeah, you put good out there, and it yeah. it kind of paints it paints the path. I think there's a lot of people who make a mistake, and they go after something so hard they miss the point that yeah. it's not the end result. It's it's the journey. You know, the, the, the saying the journey. Right I mean, on, it really man. is. That's so true. You know, I grew up. I, I started with my dad when I was 14, so it's 38 years I've been on the road with my dad, and back then he had a day job, you know, he was a logger, he logged, and uh, it wasn't until he was eight, that I turned 18 that he really let go of that and just decided to play more on the road, you know, but he still, all through those years, played music, made records for record companies, and and it was vital, yeah. you know. Has your son uh, been in the circle with you all? Is yeah. That, is, that, is that a, I mean, yeah. that's the three generations. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, he, he plays acoustic guitar with us, and, and, you know, he loves bluegrass guitar. You know, he loves Tony Rice, is, the, is like the, the guy in the bluegrass guitar world, you know. And another guy is Brian Sutton and Billy Strings. Him and Billy yeah, are big Billy, buddies, yeah. you know, and they've jammed all night before a I'm couple sure. of years ago, you know, and now <laughs> Billy's 
blowing up like crazy. He really man. is. God bless him, man. He's oh, yeah. do, he's doing great. I, I we had it. We enjoyed having him on the show a couple months back as well, and uh, he's a delight. And he having is. him, he did Strings and Soul last year as well. Yeah. It was just a. I mean, pretty much every festival he plays, everyone's just like, "What?" And now is this late night thing he's doing with the uh, where he brings out the hits. You yeah. know, what I'm talking about like yeah. kind of like uh, Steely Dan kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. So it's, well, it's he, reinventive. Yeah, he is. You know, and and uh, he's just an old soul. And yeah. he's deep with the music. Uh, he knows, he knows, you know, the bluegrass, Doc Watson style music, and and then he's he's been able to just stretch out, you know, because he because he could do it. And uh, well, I think he's got a lot a similar mindset. Some stuff I read that you said before, things like you know, you're you love the roots and love the traditional stuff, but hey, you're not afraid to plug in, yeah. and go out, yeah. And he's a lot of that same way. Yeah, yeah. It, it uh, for sure he is. I mean, without a doubt, you know. And the guys, he he did at Delfest this year. He did a late night two set thing where the first one, you know, he was kind of did his more traditional, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. <laughs> and the second part, he kind of stretched it out. And Marcus, uh, King Marcus King, yeah, got up with the him. King. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We got this new new blood, new wave coming know, in here, man. man. It's wild, <laughs> it's, but it's good. It's so it healthy, you know. It's so great. Um, but you know, when you go back to like string cheese, though, so it's kind of interesting where you have the Grateful Dead or Dead mm-hmm. and Company now, right? Yeah. You know, that's like kind of like, boom, there you go. And then you got yeah. Fish still, you know. And then yeah. under that, you've got String Cheese Incident mm-hmm. and and the Disco Biscuits and you know all these bands, Humphreys, Moe, etc. Yeah. Nothing shifted. Like these bands got all to this place about 10, 15 years ago, and then it's like they're sustaining themselves. They're yeah. here, but there's no you're not seeing like these bands going from the Fox Theater to the arenas. Yeah. Like they're it's kind of right. just like all these bands kind of got here. And now you've got this new wave and that and then the music I feel is kind of the demographics changing of the music so people are you know they're, they're cross genre now right yeah so we'll see what happens I wonder if it's just going to be like this middle point where people just kind of get here or if we're going to start seeing some you know another band yeah. hit the fish level or yeah level. right right uh, you're that's a good question I, I mean it's it'll be so interesting to see that happen um, because you know, like you you just said it all. That's exactly right. I mean, you you know it. That's the evolution of what's going on. And well, we're sure your son will be that one that that hits the fish level, right? <laughs> we're hoping he can help old dad out. That's to say. It's got to be funny though. Like uh, as a parent that has a, mu- a son that's a musician, right? Yeah, now, yeah. There's got to be a lot of things where you're like, a lot of parents are like, oh, my God, I sound like just like my father. But for you, it's like, you know, <laughs> is it like go clean your room or go clean the bus? Or is it like, you know, I said E-string. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's a fine line you have to uh, you have to walk there because uh, you got to be dad, but you got to be his buddy, too, you know. and <laughs> Especially and on the music, bus. And musically, you know. and uh, But it's uh, pretty cool. You know, last week... Uh, he got to play with string cheese. Oh, cool! We all, all right. got up, and he got up too with him. You know, and I, I could. That's a that's that's a bucket list for people. You know, uh huh. Like, oh, and Red Rocks. I mean, jeez. Yeah, at Red Rocks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love that, that venue. What a beautiful. Yeah, flight, I know right? it. I know it. It did. Uh, it did rain, and not didn't rain on our set, and it didn't rain on the cheese's first set. The second set, unfortunately, it it came down. Oh man. 
Well, that's a good audience for that to happen. Yeah, too. I guess. Yeah, you know, bars of soap being passed around is great. <laughs> so, is he going to come right. with you to uh, Strings and Soul? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think my whole family's coming. Great. Uh, that's the nice thing about that trip is that it's a vacation too. You know? Yeah, really yeah. We're excited, you know, and I'm glad that my my dad's coming. You know. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, of course, this my is mother and father always travel together and have since we moved to Nashville in '92. She's always been uh, very supportive and and the merch. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, really? She always has sold merch. I didn't know that. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> She's the lady back there, and uh, so they've been. He's 80 years old, so yeah. they've been married for 90 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got married in 1964. Wow. My father was in the Bluegrass Boys with Bill Monroe, mm. and he left Nashville. He quit the band, quit Bill, drove back to Pennsylvania, where we're from. He married my mom in one in that week, and they left and drove to California and L.A. and because he had a job offer out there for a bluegrass band, it was on television, and of course it was. You know, as he says, Jed Clampett said it was a place you ought to be, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so they went out there, and they didn't They didn't stay too long. My mother was terribly homesick, but... Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, he did all that back then. Nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they've been together a long time. Yeah. yeah, and the world's changed a lot in that time, <laughs> yeah. and he's still... He's so relevant. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it just wow. really is. Are you going to be a part of the uh, uh, Dell and Dog? Are you guys at all involved, or is it just the two of them? Well, uh, it's just the two of them as a duet, and in uh, this past last year and and this year already, we have done shows where it's uh, Del McCurry Band, Dell and Dog, the Travel McCurries, <laughs> all at one time at a festival or wherever. We just did uh, a beautiful winery, the Mountain View Winery out oh, yeah. in Saratoga. It was a three act night, and uh, then we all kind of played together. Uh huh. You know. That's great, and it's also nice for your management. We got three different checks coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the booking agent, yeah, the right. management. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice. So, um, but Dog is my is my hero. You know, he mm. uh, Bill Monroe's the guy that got me into it with my father, of course, and uh, then the Dog. I heard his music when I was young, at sixteen, and he was, of course, in California and making his own Dog music and. Then when I got to meet him, I was about 17 or 18, and by the time I was 20 or 21, he gave me the mandolin I play right now. Oh, wow. I didn't he's know that. that. But that's just his heart, too, you know, and he's a wonderful guy. That He's a he's a big influence on me, as, yeah. as is guys like Sam Bush, you yeah, know. Yes, so that's so I was holding that question. I wanted to ask you about uh, yeah. your relationship with Sam. I mean, I know that you guys have yeah. known each other for years and whatnot, but um, yes. is he... Does he influence you a lot in your in what you know with your yeah, production I mean, and producing? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, um, he's the he's the guy that anybody that plays the instrument I play the mandolin um, realize that he's he's the man that, that brought that instrument, you know, really to the forefront in 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 the kind of music we're playing. Where he also plugged in. He was the yeah. first guy that really brought it out there and made it a powerful sounding instrument you know yeah and he's he, and, and made it so that you could hear it in moroccan music and jamaican music That's and right. everything in between exactly man i mean he so diverse you mm-hmm. know and uh, all all mandolin players that are in this scene that we're in will credit him you know drew emmett yeah 
Paul Hoffman and now Jeff Paul was, Austin. Paul was really excited. Now, Paul and Paul and Sam obviously uh, have done stuff and get along, but Paul didn't really know dog, and so uh, Grisman was out at their camp Green Sky. And yes. I, I don't know, but I feel like he must have done some sort of collaboration while I was there. I hope so, at least. They did. They, they did. did. Okay. Well, my dad was on it with it too. They, uh, Dale and Dog did a set, mm-hmm. and uh, my mother, she's with him, so she sends me up to date. You know, I'm I'm getting pictures <laughs> of everything. And but did Paul get to play with them as well? Then yeah, I think they they got on stage with Green Sky. Okay. Or, or, no, excuse me. I think Green Sky came on stage <laughs> with them. <laughs> Hostile takeover. Yes. Yes. It was. <laughs> It was pretty funny that because I I saw this picture and both the guy Dale and Dog, my dad and, and Dog were wearing sunglasses, right? Uh-huh. Which my dad doesn't really wear sunglasses very much at all, you know. He will in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And they said they came out on stage and the sun was in their eyes, and they and David said something about man, it's I forgot my sunglasses, and all these people started throwing sunglasses <laughs> up on stage. So Dad and Dog. Got pairs of sunglasses. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that's classic. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, meanwhile, someone's like, damn it, those were my Ray-Bans. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Am I getting them back? Yeah. See ya. Not, those, not the free giveaways. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so uh, what's... What's in store for y'all right now? You, you know, is this a big tour you're doing right now? You're um, just popping through, and I'm sorry, folks uh, that are listening. I did this is an impromptu. The guys are just in town. Yeah. We happen to connect on doing this interview. We're going to do a deep dive with you next time. With right. uh, when I have my co-host Rob Turner, who is the research monster. He's gonna he's gonna bring stuff up about like your third grade high school, uh, third grade high school. That's what I'm your third grade teacher. You know, you're like what? I might have been in high school for that long. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, well, well, last night we played up in North Georgia with my father, and uh, then today here, and tomorrow Salt Lake City. And From then, Atlanta to Salt Lake City? <laughs> yeah, Come tomorrow. What? You're flying, right? Yeah, we okay. fly say, a that's... lot. You know, <laughs> We bust some. Well, with the instruments that you play, it makes it a lot easier to fly than it for does. others, I would think. It does, and we don't, you know, we're, we're not at the point where we're... Bringing carrying... the Hammond B3 with you? Yeah, no. exactly. That and the and 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 a lighting crew and all that, you know, now, just a big crew. Yeah. Do you um you, here at Eddie's Attic is a little different, but when you're playing venues like the Variety Playhouse, etc., are you bringing a lighting designer with you? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. We have before. Uh, we're just not to that point yet, as much as we'd like to be, and maybe it will be in the future. But uh, but like I said, we have used them several mm-hmm. times. Um. But then we go from Salt Lake City to Rocky Grass, which is out in Boulder, oh, yeah. around Boulder Lions. And then we play with my father there Sunday. So we're kind of, you know, we we just balance uh, balance it out. We're doing about 160 shows this year. Yeah. So, uh, I, and at least uh, 60 to 70 years with my dad. So and, and with the fact that, like, you play with your father so much and your brother, yeah. I mean, is there is there, like, a telepathic kind of vibe that goes on between you all i mean yeah. like almost like your twins in a way you know you know uh, without a doubt there is after all these years on stage um you know my dad always just he never goes by a set list so <laughs> I, I might be thinking about a song i'd like to help him out because you know he he just start he gets done with the song and it, it, his mind's totally focused on that song mm-hmm. so when he's done he likes to take requests, or if not, you know, I'll think about a song. I just this just last night I was thinking about a song, and he said, "Let's do this one, same mm-hmm. one." You know, this that's the kind of stuff that oh, yeah. happens. 
Oh, that's see that that's what kind of the, the, what hit my mind when I asked you the question is like synchronicities. You know, mm-hmm. these things where like you think of someone and then they call you, oh, like wow. all of that. You know, and I imagine that. And that's like when someone's on their path, they say, you know, things are going well for you. That's a sign like things are going well when like you, th- you just think of things and then it happens or you, you see these people or yes. you think of a band and all, all of a sudden, time, you know, that, that happens to me. But if that's happening with the band. That's got to be, yeah. that's got to be exciting. It is. It is. You know, and I think I, I, I presume that most bands that have been together a long time have that same thing. Yeah. I would totally think that, you know, uh, Especially bands that do a lot of improv, mm-hmm. you know. I think they can feel where they're going with. Yeah, things, it's a feel. You know? It's almost it's it's like this space. And I, like last night, I go on the George Clinton thing. I felt as though when the George, you know, P Funk comes out, a lot of these guys, some of them are new, you know. But, yeah. but basically, the organism of P Funk, they get on stage, and it's almost like you just fine tune the, the the tuner, just like. Ee! And then they, there it is. And then and it just kind of goes. Yeah. And then it quiets down. And then they go to the next venue. And, and something <laughs> like that. It's just this, like, thing, right? You just mm-hmm. kind of, like, just turn it on. It's not like they're really tuning in. or turn. It's just turning it back on. It's like the music never stops. Yeah. It just gets turned back on, like, through you all. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good way to look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh my my listeners would not let me go without asking you. We you know we did lose a, a good friend to the community, uh, Jeff Austin, recently, uh-huh. and um, just wanted to see if you wouldn't mind just sharing a story uh, or two on on Jeff to you know kind of well, share his see. memory. Um, you know, uh, the first time that I met Jeff Austin, we were playing in Boulder at one of those theaters, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, but, of course, my dad was singing. Back then, we were just doing, like, one microphone or something like that. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> he was there and with the band, and they were, they were, you know, we wear suits with my father, of course. And he was all, they were, the whole band was dressed. And there was a girl in the band also that played. It was his, I guess is the first band. This is probably before Yonder, mm-hmm. I think. I really think so. And they were there, and... uh that's my first encounter with him. And after we got done, we all went, a couple of us went back to his apartment and hung out. And, uh, five days later, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock. And then Yonder happened, you know, uh-huh. and, uh, saw those guys just blow up, you know. And, and so, uh, of course, then after the things, after things changed, after, years together and they decided to part ways or however what happened and and then we went uh we have the same booking agent jeff and ourselves and he's right here in atlanta baron ruth uh, at, baby ruth <laughs> yeah oh, good to know i didn't at, realize that at crossover you know and um and so we did wound up doing a lot of shows together a lot of shows together because you know two is stronger than one in a lot of oh, yeah. cases, you know. So then we come up with the concept of a bluegrass ball. And we travel around the country doing the bluegrass ball, and that would be interchanging people. Drew Emmett and Nershi and and Jeff would do a lot of them. And, and we did that for a while until t- we came up with the, uh, the Grateful Ball. That's right, yeah. And so we did... We did that, I bet, for two years or more. We had a couple more, maybe a few more left this year, maybe. 
But uh, it was really, uh, I saw him the week before he passed, uh-huh. you know. And I just, you know, I could tell that he wasn't, he wasn't up to par. Yeah. And I just told him, you know, that I hugged his neck and told him, I, you know, let's talk. Because he came off, we were going on. And uh, I just said, hey, man. I hope things are getting better, and he's he's just always upbeat. Oh yeah, everything's getting better. It's getting better. And then he we had the week off, and so did he. And he went on vacation, I guess, with his family. And uh, the next weekend, going back to work was three nights supposed to be with him. And so, uh, you know, you got to carry on. Yeah. And uh, we got our friend Larry Keel to help us out. But Larry. Jeff, uh, we had a lot of laughs, you know. And he was a, quite a showman. I, I swear, he, he always put 100% into it. Yep. And, yeah, I'm going to miss a lot of that, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, yeah. he, had, uh, he had a lot of love out here for him. Yeah, I mean the, his fan base. Uh, we all we all loved him. You know, yeah, he, he definitely he he knew how to transform. A, he knew that his job. He knew that his job being on stage was to transform that audience and make sure everybody that's open to having experience has an experience. Yeah, a positive experience. You're right about that. You know, and I think he 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 put a, he put a lot of effort into that. That's yeah. why when he performed, he I mean he, there, he put it all out there. I yeah. mean, there was no lack of energy N- with him. Never. Um, Never that I saw, you know. Yeah, and and there's not much. I don't think as a you know someone as close to him as you that you you could do only what you could do. You know, like, yeah. It, having a conversation, I, I don't know if you know how much that would change anything. You know, he's yeah. he just his life was. Well, I was blindsided. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, uh, we we back in back in the spring, uh, we did a ten day bus trip. Uh, where we all traveled on the bus together and, and uh, you know, had a lot of laughs. And uh, it was all positive. It was all good times. Had great crowds every night. We talked about doing the same thing out west, making it a little easier, on you know, getting a bus and doing it that way because, you know, we're all pretty scaled down when we travel. Uh-huh. And uh, But like I said, you know, uh, I was just blindsided by it. And there's no way to know how troubled someone is, Mm-mm. especially when they put out such positivity. Yeah, that's I think that's that's hard to digest. Yeah, there was there was there was something really bothering him. Yeah, you know that I don't think any of us ever will know. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no way. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that with with yeah. us. Was, uh, yeah, that's the first time I've talked about anything. Ah, well. But. I'm known to be a little bit of a therapist. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I've had enough therapy in my life that I feel like I can definitely be a therapist. You know? <laughs> it's like, so it's, I'm kind of like the guy that's in the front row that plays air guitar. He might saw a hundred shows, but you really can't play guitar. Dude. <laughs> that's <laughs> we can funny. Think we can, yeah. uh, well, thanks so much for your time. I'm looking yes, forward sir. to the show here tonight. All right, and, man. Uh, I'll be sure to be sure to review it here at the end of this episode. All right. Uh, and like I said, when when sometime you circle back in Atlanta we'll sit down with my co-host Rob Turner and uh, do a deep dive because there's a lot of musical knowledge and 
that we'd like to uh, pick your brain and, <laughs> and right. share more of your story. But I do yeah. appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Seth. We'll we'll see you in Mexico. Si, señor. <laughs> Seth with Ronnie McCorry. Now, we did an, a previous interview at Eddie's Attic, and it was difficult to find a spot. Where exactly in Eddie's Attic, which, by the way, is one of the greatest listening rooms in the Southeast, even though it's not as great as the listening room it used to be. People do talk there now. It used to be even better. Still one of the greatest. Great sound. Mostly great attendees. Um, but tough to find a place to interview people. Where did you Where did you interview him? So you remember when we were there, we did stage left? We were out in the patio. Yeah, in the patio. Stage left of yeah. the patio. So the bar, bar left? If you will, sure. Okay, uh, so this time bar right, <laughs> same thing on the patio outside, uh, and then they had like some fans that came by and, and wanted an autograph or something. So yeah, it's not ideal. I think there's other options that to we'll do it do. on the stage before the sh- they open the doors. Problem is, is that like even we're going to be doing the Shook Twins, I believe, and maybe get a performance out of them. But then th- if there's another show, they sometimes set up. So you know, we'll see. Any rate though, room. very difficult for interviews. Thank, hey, wait. thank you, Rob, for. Being open to me. Well, now I get to do ones on my own. That'll be fun. Yeah. So, uh, Seth, uh, before we get on to our next act, uh, it, you have a big event here, and uh, I, I'm going to be part of it. I'm going to be your little spotter boy. I'm going to dress business casual and trot myself down to Fox Theater, which a big Atlanta event. And by the way, there's another big Atlanta event about to be announced. Yes. Th- yes, there is. But this is a big Atlanta event at the Fox Theater with Drive By Truckers, Kevin Kinney, Kevin Kenny's hosting it. Ugh. Uh, uh, um, my, uh, Michelle Malone. Charlie from... Um, R.E.M. Oh, Bill Barry, the drummer from R.E.M. who doesn't perform much. Charlie Starr from Blackberry, is he? I don't know if Charlie's involved. All right, I had my hopes up for Charlie. That was something else. Yeah, but so it, it's, it's a... This is the first Fox Theater Institute fundraiser. We're raising money for the Fox Theater Institute. Fox Theater Institute is in a phenomenal organization. Um, they... Not only do they raise money and give grants to historic theaters uh, and you know, performing arts theaters, music theaters, this sort of stuff, uh, helping them you know, with their seats, building, building roofs, stages, the whole deal, to educating kids on, you know, with mu- on music and on the arts. Let's also point out they help them with booking strategies and with booking you know, what they should really be paying for these acts and stuff like that. Not, 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 you know, it's a tricky thing. Well, you know, if you want to learn more about it, we Maybe actually... Maybe even package booking. We interviewed. Yes. What, uh, do you remember the episode? Seth is looking that up. No, I'm not. I'm looking, I'm looking something else up. But <laughs> You know what? It was the second Colonel Tribute. It was the second Colonel Tribute. That's when we ran it. it. Um, and I want to um, also point out that a lot of you folks, I know your music lovers out there, a lot of you like venues. Like to go see your band in a cool little weird or obscure or tiny venue that has a special in a little town or whatever. And this is the exact, if you're that type of person, this is the exact type of organization to support. So this uh, event is taking place in uh, your Rock Chenier. I'll be there with my team. Thank you, Rob, for your help. 
I'll be spotting. Uh, we're going to be doing a live auction in the Marquee Club, which is their VIP area. And so there's people that have purchased this VIP tickets to, uh, and we're going to be doing this live auction with some really, really cool stuff. And then in the uh, during the show, <clears throat> right before the drive-by truckers, I'm going to be doing a cash appeal on the main stage of the Fox Theater. I'm super excited. Uh, we're going to try to raise as much money as we can in about five minutes. Uh, and everyone's going to have people are registering. And by the way, if you haven't registered, you don't even have to be there to register. You can bid on the silent auction. And if you register, I'm going to give you this number. And if you register, you can win a pair of tickets to the Avid Brothers, including like a whole package. I think there's a hotel included with it and uh, maybe even dinner. I forget. I have to look. But Avid Brothers are coming through town. This is your chance to win tickets. All you got to do is text REVIVAL, that's R-E-V-I-V-A-L, to the number 243-725. So again... Revivals, one word, revival, to 243-725. Go ahead and do that. You can see all the auction items. And again, just by registering, you're going to enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Avid Brothers and a hotel stay. So it's staycation to the Avid Brothers here at the Atlanta Fox Theater. But uh, really looking forward to it. This is one of the biggest events that I'm doing as your auctioneer to be able to stand on that stage as your auctioneer and help raise money for an organization, the Fox Theater Institute that I care so much about, uh, it means the world to me. So I'm super excited. Rob. I love that you mentioned the Avett Brothers. They have a brand new single that they've released a video for, should I say for which they released a video? I'm not sure. You're but asking the, me? The song is Bang Bang. It's uh, very poignant, very moving song about the guns world from people who live in rural America. Uh, so they really have a unique perspective. Any people who follow Jason Isbell on Twitter can understand how important that can be to the gun conversation. Someone who actually grew up in rural America around rural. guns. I've been listening to Jason a lot lately. He's he, brilliant. He, I don't, you know, I've always liked him, but I just was like kind of like passing. I've been like deep in, like just going at his music this week. I'm going to timestamp this in what, what we're talking right now because last night on the Tonight Show he joined. Cheryl Crow for one of my favorite Bob Dylan songs. Whoa. Everything is broken. Although she didn't sing it like that. By the way, that Avid Brothers record is called Closer Than Together. You want to throw to the uh, Zumbriel? Yeah, so this was, uh, this was just a quick... Where were you? We just talked about it under the loft at the oh, club right, 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 vinyl. Right. Uh, <laughs> the band was on tour and just stopped by. And again, you know, it was, it was fun to see him. I'm telling you, if you can get a chance to see these guys out there please do it's a fun show high energy they're gonna get you dancing your asses off uh their musicianship is top notch they're they're great uh i've seen you know look these guys are they're they're like uh every couple years on jam cruise and uh they hit the circuit uh but they've got it so i'll Again, this is just a quick we're just i'm touching base we're just checking in here as the band's on tour uh, here you go, Conbrio. And, and now we take a UO to Conbrio. All 
All right, we are sitting back here, well, standing back here with Zeke McCarter from Conbrio. How you doing there, Zeke? I'm doing great, man. I'm just going to lift this thing up here. It's Mother's Day. Did you call your mom? I just got off the phone with her. How's she doing? She's doing great. You tell her I said hi? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, come on. <laughs> I will after. I will well, please, after. please. I'll text her. And, and you know how it goes when she'll, she'll say to you, uh, so how is he? <laughs> no, she doesn't talk that way? Nah, she don't. No, see, I just think every mother is like a Jewish mother. No, but I guess she's kind of Jewish. She has a Hebrew name. Oh, what's that? Uh, Laura Hama. That is very Jewish. Yeah, a lot of my family have Jewish Hebrew names. What's your origins? Um, you know, I haven't done, like, what you got to do, 23andMe or Ancestry or something like that? Well, I haven't if you done do that. any of those, they're always going to come back with you being 2% Jewish or more. I have, I've get a call every month well, from someone. There we go. That tells me that they're two percent Jewish. Like that means something. Like, oh, good, come over for Friday night shop. I mean, what, what, what does it mean? But what do you think? Though? I mean, you Shabbat know, Shalom. <laughs> what? I mean, your parents. I mean, where? Where's yeah. where, where are you from? Well, Where'd you guys grow uh, up? Native American. Really? Yes, Native American. Um, where in Africa? I think East Africa. I don't know specifically. You know, it's black folks here in America. We don't know that a hundred percent. Yeah, it's the melting melting uh, pot. It's, right? it's yeah. That's a the uh, oh, what was that? Um. Oh, oh, African and Native American and Irish. Irish. All right. That those three I do know for that sure. That explains your dance moves. It does. It really does. Oh, I'm a dancing Irish. <laughs> you guys to see that. Well, we only have a couple minutes before you hit the stage, and um, as you're rolling through town, Mother's Day on a Sunday in Atlanta. By the way, who booked you on a Sunday? What's up with that? Our booking agent or manager, one of them. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I give I give them props for bringing you through Atlanta because yeah. it's been a minute. It's been two years. Yeah, we came for what Shaky Knees Shaky two knees, years ago. Yeah. We did a good thing here. We played a dope festival, and we also wrote uh, our version of Heart Shaped Box. Really? Nirvana's Heart yeah. Box. We did that in Atlanta. Huh. At our friend's parents' living room. No way. After the festival, we just set up shop, rehearsed in the living room, and came out with that. I love when that happens. Yeah, man. So fill us in. Fill us in here because it's, uh, it's been, for me, it's been two years. The last time I saw you was on Jam Cruise and we were doing a dance-off. <laughs> and you, you definitely, uh, you were judging and then you became a contestant all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> That was fun. Jam Crew. Shout out to Annabelle for having us. Oh, she's a big time listener. Annabelle, why don't you bring them back on? Please. Come on, Annabelle. This whole every other year thing is getting old. We we need it every year. It's It's called consistent C. Consistent C. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, consistent Z. Oh, there you go. So, So let... Fill our listeners in. What's been going on with you all? Last time we... So that was 2017. 2018, you dropped the EP, or was it a full length? Uh, album, yeah. It was the full length. Actually, okay. we put out an album. Okay. Yeah. And what's been going on since then? What, what, what's new in the works? What's we your toured the world. We did, for I don't know, for like the third or fourth time, fifth time. We um, toured all throughout last year and put out Explorer in the, um, July, in the summertime. Okay, that was and last summer. Touring, yeah, and then we feeling. toured even more. We toured around the U.S., toured in Europe. Uh, big shout it? out to Blues Traveler taking us all through the south and on the west coast and even some on the uh, east coast. Now, you say Europe. What's a, For you all, do you have a, a strong following there? Did you build a... Yeah, yeah we have a nice following in Europe. Uh, in Holland. Holland, France. That's where you all take it higher. That's where we take it higher. Yeah, that's the mother. And in Italy also, the motherland of the Brio. Hmm. We uh, took it higher there. We'll be going back there this summer. 
Okay. To Italy, so that'd be real nice. But we toured throughout Europe and, you know, returned to a lot of the festivals and some of the crowds that we've been dreaming of, you know, when we were writing that album, Explore. Because mm-hmm. we had toured on, we circled the world twice. Wow. Just off of Paradise. So it's kind of like a self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling. prophecy. There. Yeah, exactly. Explorers. Kinda, exactly. It was kind of just like, Explore, kind of the title, it was inspired by that experience, of course. It's just like going to Japan, going to Europe, going to all these different places and having the music received. Mm-hmm. It was just truly inspiring. It was like, we want to keep this going, you yeah, know? And yeah. we want to keep exploring. We want to keep not only exploring the world, but exploring this craft and mm-hmm. and this gift of music. So now, I talked to a lot of, you know, when I talked to, when I talked to certain certain types of bands that are more listening bands, uh-huh. they talk about going to Europe and how the audience is so much more open to listening in a quieter room, etc. Now, your music is more get off... Get off yeah. the chair, shake your ass. Yeah, you know, participate, clap your hands, get your body moving. And when so, what's that like in Europe? Is that is it a similar experience? More more we, yeah, engaging, you know, or is it just it, similar to America? It varies, you know. It varies, of course, according to you know the city or the country. The matter wine, um, the drink. Yeah, <laughs> or about yeah, exactly that too. How late it is, um, but nah, they get involved. It's like, of course, they like a lot of it. You know, at least for even for us as well, there's like a first, you know, like we're still breaking the ice sometimes. It's like as far as like they look at us like, oh, what are they about? Oh, they look they're so diverse. So like this music that comes from them, like, you know, what are one of the roots of it? You know, you can see all those questions. But at the same time, for us, it's still we're so excited that we just it pulls out of them. So whether Mm -hmm. we even like. Places like Paris, there's this venue that's so small called the Duc de Lombard. Duc de Lombard. Duc de Lombard, yeah. And it's all sit-down. But we turn it out. (laughs) (laughs) We turn it out. It's like a sit-down, very nice jazz club. But we turn it into a party. So I can just imagine like everyone's kind of sitting, you know, nice and formal on the top bodies. And then you look look in the table line Mm -hmm. and you see drinks and wine. And then you look down and you see feet just moving. And like people, (laughs) it's like the bottom bodies dancing, (laughs) the top bodies sitting straight and... (laughs) Yeah, or they just like forget about the chairs, forget about the top, oh, nice. and they just get up on their feet and get the moving, you know. And um, yeah, th- whoever says that, I, that's very true. We I heard the same thing before we went to Europe. It's just like they appreciate the culture, they appreciate the music, they appreciate the artistry in a different way than we do in America, and it feels nice to be appreciated. <laughs> and what and how are you guys feeling creatively wise right now? Are you is it an, is it a creative time for you all, or is it just a gigging yeah. time? Where are you at? It's both, always, always, always okay. both. Yeah, uh, we sh- wheels always turning. We got music that um, we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of collaborations coming out with um, Lyrics Born. Oh wow, Bay Area legend rapper just all around amazing dude um it was a pleasure working with him and we've been writing we've been writing yeah we're still touring on explore right now yeah but keeping the wheels turning and trying to have something this summer we won't, won't be as busy as all the rest of the summer so we're using that time to kind of building the demand in the festivals in. saying hey you yeah. know what we won't be there this year but next year you pay us triple yeah <laughs> you know the name of the game <laughs> yeah man just trying to keep just keep the creative juices flowing, man, you know. Any, uh, so you mentioned lyrics. That's awesome. Uh, any other collaborations or any live, uh, any recent live performances that, that people should mention, go back and check none out? None I can mention as of now. What about performance-wise? You've been on tour. Has any, performance uh, any wise, sit-ins or anything notable lately? Recently, who do we tour with? We tour, oh, shout-out to Galactic. We just finished a tour with Galactic 
the homies. Um, founders they just of put Tipitina's, out a record. No. Yeah, the founders. <laughs> the, not founders. Now I guess owners, the owners. Yeah, yeah, the owners of Tipitina. Current founder. Are you a founder if you buy something? I guess not, right? No, that's kind of like. But you yeah, did find it, so then you're kind of, you know, you could be that's, found. That's Chris, but that's Christopher Columbus all over again. <laughs> 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 yeah, we can't do that. Um, but shout out to Galactic. We just did, um, what do you call that? Mardi Gras with Mardi them Gras, and, yeah. toured, and toured around with them for a little bit. But as for the rest of the year, really, Lyrics Born is all I can mention. Okay. Now. Yeah, we got a tour coming up with him pretty soon. So. All right. Well, I hear the horn in the background, which means it's probably about time it's for you to warm up your vocals. Almost time to hit the stage. Um, any any lead, parting comments you want to tell anyone? Of course, check your website out, which is? Yeah, the website, thebandcombrio.com. Um, C-O-N-B-R-I-O.com. Yeah, C-O-N-B-R-I-O. Facebook. Uh, Instagram, the band Combrio, Twitter, the band Combrio. Um, we got some new stuff coming out. Stay tuned. Good. Stay tuned. We, we know there's a, there was a little bit of a pause in, in the touring and on the big piece. So let's get you let's get you back in Atlanta oh, on yeah. a on a Saturday night. Saturday or well, Sunday? No, tonight's <laughs> a Sunday. I'm talking about in the oh, future. Oh, next time. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Please, Tom. You know, you used to do oh, stuff with man, Big Something. You did you do their festival, the Big What? I feel like you did the Big What. Which one? Big, big what? Big something? In Atlanta? No, no, no. Outside Atlanta. You uh, were doing stuff with Big Something, weren't you all? I don't recall that. Maybe. Huh. Big something. Big or what was the other one? Um, and Corey with... Uh, oh, God. Um, well, we'll just go ahead and yeah. fill that in later. Yeah. <laughs> I know we did Shaky Knees. No, but, not um, in Atlanta, though. Yeah, I'm talking outside. It was the Big uh, Something or the... Um, oh, my God. Corey with... Uh, the, the organ player? No, singer. Where's the Moo Moo? Oh. Corey, you guys were doing some oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Big Melt. Thank you. That was that it. was in Denver for Live for Live Music. It was uh, with Corey Fry for yeah, the yeah. Main Squeeze. Main yeah, Squeeze. Thank yeah, you. See, yeah, yeah. I got knew you get it. I knew you get it. Got you. Got <laughs> you. Got you. Yeah. That was shout out to Corey and also for Live for Live Music. The whole squad. Uh, who was there? Some guys from Snarky Puppy. There we had uh, a Sput. There we had. Who else do we have? We had Mono Neon. It was like a bunch of all stars. Lyle, like the whole crew. Yeah, Adrian from Oregon. It was. She's great. It was, well, we did, did a, tri- a Prince tribute. Is what that it was, was it? The purple thing. Yeah, I heard about that. Well, I think our listeners all heard about it and saw it all over the web. Is that yeah. that got a lot of attention? It did. Live for live music. They do it big. Yeah, they do. It, it was a nice. It was pretty packed too at the uh, Fillmore in Denver, mm-hmm. which is huge. I just was there. I saw. Um, well, I just went. I was in Denver for a minute. and I got to check out the venue and. It's very. It's interesting because it's the same venue that's the Roxy here in Atlanta. It's very similar, not the exact uh, same, but okay. that new mold. That that's like the new mold. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's, cool. Is it, just, is it huge? Also, yeah, yeah. It's really big, but like the uh, the upstairs balcony kind of VIP thing. Yeah, you know, it's a very similar kind of deal. Nice. Yeah, we just did that. Shout out to Live for Live Music Coons. Do you do stuff with Adrian in uh, California on your off time? No, we haven't. I mean, you we've done to. a few shows. I would love to if she's listening. Please, RJ. She's right. she also is if a she big does, listener. Yeah, is she? Oh this, my god, this program is really you. big with the ladies in the music industry. You didn't know that? <laughs> I love her. She's amazing. She crushed it at that show. By the way, yeah. She. I, I just played a festival in Richmond, and I was almost missed a couple of flights. And by the time I got there, my energy was just like not where I wanted it to be. But when uh, I saw her. She just gave me so much life. Yeah. yeah. But um, I hope to do something with, with Adrian yeah. or, and, and or Oregon. Well, tell the live from the clunge. You're listening, too. Let's do some stuff in Atlanta like that. We got yeah. The cats will come here. Bring it to Easy ATL, Airport. Georgia. What do we do for you? 
<laughs> Alright I'll let you get your gig Thanks so All much right, for your said. time And um, this uh, this next track is uh, brought to you by the band Combrio Rob, you were busy this weekend. Now, I had my son, so I didn't make it to Dell and Dog. And on, I, I was really hoping to, but you also made it to Voodoo Visionary on Friday. Why don't you put it this give way, our Seth, listeners a, a, an update of what's going on with Rob? I had a very light summer show-wise, you know? I didn't see a lot of shows. Um, did get to see Elvis Costello with Blondie up in Boston, which was awesome. But I got back, and man, it was like old school, Rob. I saw like 10, show, 10 bands in seven days. Started with Hot Tuna, brilliant show. When was Hot Tuna here? like two Saturdays ago. And you weren't able to interview them? They were electric. Jeez. No, we had it confirmed, and then it. Then I checked in 10 days before, and suddenly it wasn't confirmed anymore. I don't know. show was amazing. They did They did uh, some rare gems, uh, incredible Good Shepherd. I, Nick came. Nick had another gig. Nick Johnson, a very good friend of mine. He came I over and watched the second set with me and was walking me through every guitar you normally use. And it's just great to hear to feel one guitarist react to another. I mean, I could just feel Nick... Just loving what Yorma did, was doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a brilliant show. Yeah, and then the, the publicist that was, I guess, disappointed that, or, you know, understood that it was un- unfortunate that the interview didn't happen, you know, because we have Diamond Street Studios immediately adjacent. We'll be using it more and more. But um, so she, she said, just hang out after and, you know, she gave me an after show pass, which was fine and great, and she was very helpful. But the, the people with the band could have not made us wait 40 minutes before telling us that they weren't meeting with anybody. I, don't, I never understood that. If the artists aren't going to meet with anyone, why not just tell you? Why did they make you stand over here 20 minutes? Stand over here for 20 minutes. Okay, stand over here for 10 minutes and think that maybe it's going to happen. Well, that's not going to happen. What is that? Seth is so much better backstage than I am. CBS, I don't do the after show. I just go backstage. Seth just goes back. He just walks back like he owns a place, and then he wonders why I don't want to. I'm uncomfortable backstage ninety percent of the time. Yeah, because I, you know, you got to know what you, you because you can't go right to the hummus, okay? To the hummus? Yeah, you don't go to the hummus, okay? Really? okay. Anyway, so so that was keep going. With so your then show. two days later, I go down to the Tabernacle th- thinking I'm going to go see King Gizzard. I went down early. I went right when the box office opened, completely sold out. I had no idea because it was a Monday night after a, a, a long weekend. Yeah, it was Labor Day weekend. And it was Labor um, Day. So I went to the sidebar, actually met a musician there who was working. You know? Sidebar? Yes. So funny. I love that place. Well, I, my Uber driver, Lyft drivers, I only, I only use Lyft in Colorado, he used to be a bartender there. Is that right? Yeah. The anyway, place, though, so the place was empty because everyone had gone into the show. So sure. this, two, this other gentleman and I and the three staff, we were joking around having a great time. They were showing last year's Super Bowl. I was telling how I love how boring it was and yada, yada, yada. And we have a quick football thing coming up here. But uh, I walked back to the tab and ended up getting Miracle went in. And I got to tell you, there's so much. They're wildly eclectic, incredibly energetic. But the one takeaway from me was the two times I went up front and there was slam dancing. Huh. And a lot of times slam dancing can be aggressive and nasty. It actually violates it actually violates the code. But this was very peaceful, loving. Not, you know, it was when it's done right. It's cool. Was what, the, what kind of slam dances? It's like I just picture like slam dancing. They, oh, sorry, here, let me lift you. It's like no, tapping it's your ass. I mean, what do you mean? T- what not kind of slam dance is loving? Not what being you- vengeful. <laughs> 
You mean people not it's, kicking you in the face? It's key, Seth. It's key. When the anger starts getting involved, it becomes something different. You know, the, the fucking macho wannabe jackass who, ooh, he hit me. I got to one-up him. No. Okay. That's, that's but bad. But I wouldn't call it loving. That's dumb. I wouldn't call it loving. Loving in that there's trust that we can get aggressive and it's still not Aggressive. A uh, that's a uh, great aggressive. thing. Aggressive. See, you've never been in it. You're too busy talking or hitting on women out of your league and the sidelines. So... Um, then what was Ouch. next after that? That that would be Tuesday. I don't know. It was a great week. It was like a show well, every week. I want to. You went to Knopfler. No. So I have to. I have to walk you through the shows you went to. Mark Knopfler. And then you went to the Chastain Park Amphitheater, wonderful place. But usually, usually chit chat, chit chat, chit chat, chit chat. But this was pretty attentive. By the way, Nick got me into that one. Thank you very much, Nick Johnson. Nick, your new boyfriend. Yeah, Nick and I are tight, and he's it's actually gonna, he has a new girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, I know. She's I was awesome. at the show on Saturday. Keep coming to Atlanta, Aaron. You visit her anytime you want. Um, she's really cool. Bright, too. Very very smart. Moving on. Um, Mark Knopfler, I tell you, every minute. And, and the crowd was quieter at Chastain than I've, ever, than I've seen since Joni Mitchell with the symphony, which was magical. The Chastain was actually like a regular hmm. music venue where everybody was paying attention to the show. I couldn't believe it. But that was like 15 years ago. Well, this Knopfler tour, I keep seeing as it's going around the country, people posting about it. It seems like it's getting great reviews. Then Thursday and the next night was Dirty Projectors. Yeah, and Deer, Deer Hunter. Hunter. Seth went to that. I was all excited to take Seth to Deer Hunter. I enjoyed it. Don't say I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it. It was just loud, and I'm totally cool with that. I just didn't have my earplugs, and so I had to leave a Here's couple the coin. songs Here's the before coin. it's over. Here's the coin on that. On one side of the coin, anytime you call me old on the show now, I can say you left Deer Hunter because it's too loud. But the other side of the coin, as a Deer Hunter fan wanting Bradford Cox, who's the lead man, to... Ex- Exposed his music to more people. It was too loud. He he emptied the room, and um and then he kept talking about his mom and dad who were there. It was kind of funny. <laughs> but then at the end, he did two complete nuggets for his family, and so that was cool. Was oh, that's it. cool. I love that band. And Dirty Projectors were really good too. They like quirky rhythms and great vocals. And yeah, kind of culty though. Some some about them. I know you kept saying that. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way they were dressed. But this, uh, yeah, vocals, uh, interesting structures, cool, funky keyboardist in the back right. She was cute. Oh, really? Did you hit on her, Seth? I didn't. I didn't see her. I would have been happy to. I'm sure she was married to like the drummer or something. Whatever. <sighs> Single Seth, sober Seth Pember. be like me. Don't hit on anyone. And look all the women. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should see all the women lining up at the bar next to Rob. <laughs> Can you get that chicken wing? Will you turn that stereo down? I say, sir, you have a tape coming out of your pocket. Atlanta Music World had a big night of Roddy Playhouse the next night. Friday. Friday. Hedonistas. Um, Voodoo Visionary and Funk You. So this was a big show because it was Atlanta's like next wave of jam bands making it to the Variety Playhouse. Not just jam, but funk, you know. But it's a next wave of 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 Atlanta music in that scene, and we haven't had a wave. And so I'm really excited to hear about this show, Rob. Edenista is a great band. That singer and man, he can sing. He Donista. At the end of the show, the the encore was a collaborative uh, oh, yeah? Jamiroquai covers, and he oh really nailed the vocal. How'd Scott do? Uh, he didn't really sing on the on the encores. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know how musicians work all that stuff out. I do want to shout out to Marcus White, who has joined Voodoo Visionary the keyboard. Keyboards, he's so good, right? Which is funny because, as I mentioned, that I normally don't go backstage. I leave bands alone unless I'm specifically invited, and then sometimes when I'm invited, I wait around for 40 minutes. So I generally err on the side of not going backstage, but I 
went right back there and introduced myself. And well, you was probably felt excited. a little more comfortable at that show. Sure, and I was really excited to tell this guy. I, like, I love Voodoo, and Dennis, who was the former keyboard, was there. He's engaged now. He's a great Muzzle guy. Tov. I loved the band then, but it just Marcus really fleshed out their sound. Yeah, he did. He, and there was some really nice interplay going on. Um, he's uh, he's also in a band called The Shady Recruits with Jack Ryan and Justin Johnson, who played with Marcus King. And he's in the Killikees band. And um, Voodoo met him initially when he was playing with another band called Soul Mechanic. So this guy is no rookie. Do they have the horns? No horns in Hedonistas or Voodoo Vision. Really? But Funk You's horns were there. And dude, So you like you. Funk You now? Well, I always liked him. I just was bummed that they that he blew us off. They, oh, they, they that's me, why you. I thought you didn't like their music. It was no, the guy blew us. We, we had three things set up. He apologized. For I know he did. He so did. Just, well, you brought it up that I don't like them. I love their music. They made me. They made me. They brought tears in my eyes with the Prince cover right after Prince died. I saw that whole set side stage. Whatever Sweetwater year that was. How many people were in attendance? I always liked their music, but this was this was better. The guitarist had an incredible night. Nice. It, it was. They were stretching. Uh, that was Funk You, the best Funk You show I've ever seen by far. It, it funk was You, absolutely incredible. I'm um, so they're they're on their way. The singer's awesome. So now you're like high as life can be. You pr- and by the way, Rob wasn't drinking the whole time. He no, he was drinking. You know, at the end, he's like, you know, I'm on a diet. I'll have some pineapple juice. I'm like Rob, that's yeah. sugar, buddy. Anyway, though, it's well, all this good. This is what happens when you go to ten. When you're over fifty and you go to that many shows, you have to pick some and not. Do anything. Be completely sober. Except for you, like, you don't eat, and then you eat, like, uh, like Rob eats edibles like they're fucking popcorn. It's unbelievable. Like, I, I, I could do one edible for, like, be good. Hey, Rob's wait. like, what? I need 10 of those. <laughs> fucking Pac-Man. Lightweight. Hey, Lightweight? No, I don't need fucking 10 edibles. Don't be like, oh, it's only like 25 milligrams. I mean, Jesus Christ, Rob. Anyway, though, so. Why so, get slapped when you can get punched, Seth? <laughs> okay. So speaking of getting punched, then Dell and Dog, how oh, was that? Oh, 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 it was amazing. Very short. Oh, really? And when you're only going to play a 65 minute set, maybe not so much talking between songs, but the talking was funny. But every second was wonderful. And I got to tell you, that's Del McCoy is like the walking embodiment of everything that's great about music. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just so happy and so sincere yeah. and so positive and just you can tell the guy lives the life he loves. Do you know that Dell's well, as you now know because you've listened to the interview that we had in the beginning of this, his wife has been selling his merch and I said hi to her real quick after the show. Did you? Yeah, and I thanked her for supporting. Great man. And uh dog. Dog. Oh, yeah. He I've been was, wanting to see Grisman for years. I, I so wish we could have done an interview with them. Yeah. We're not big enough. Well, they probably were like, well, you, you got one with Ronnie. Why do you, you got to have another? Oh, stop. <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now Rob died on my couch. <laughs> oh, my God. I was oh. riveted every second when they were actually playing birdies. Not now. Uh, it was quite good. Um, and although uh, Man of Constant Sorrow, I don't need to hear you, bluegrass people. It's enough already with Man of Constant Sorrow. We get it. It's like the new fucking I know you rider in my life. Too many people cover certain songs. Mustang Sally, hello. Wonder. It's enough already. Get creative with the covers. Other than that, wonderful. Uh, oh, wait, no. Oh, yeah. Here's the other thing. I used to see David Grisman all the time. Right. Back in the late eighties, early nineties, and then I remember one time. Jennifer Saunders and I, shout out to Jennifer, saw him in D.C. And I remember he came out for the encore and they did White Dove. 
mm-hmm. which is um, an old song, Old in the Way Used to Do, David Bromberg does. And he sang it. I remember it was such a big deal that he was singing. But now, here we are, fast forward 25 years, he's up there hanging with, you know, singing with Del McCory, who's one of the greatest singers in acoustic music ever. Yeah. So um, mad props to David Grisman for uh, the singing improvement. And he's always been amazing on mandolin. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll interview him sometime. His energy. I just, uh, I There's tons loved. of stuff I could ask him about. His record label and beyond. I mean, I, I know a lot about the label. I follow a lot of those artists. But uh, come into Diamond Street and we'll, we'll talk about it further. Sounds good. And then did you flush everything out Sunday by seeing CBDB? Uh, I, was, I was tired. I was tired in the Patriots. Let's see. I thought you could make it through the whole I week. Almost, I wanted you to see the Patriots. Win. I'm blowing off the Patriots week two. I wanted to watch them week one. It's fun watching them kick the shit out of the Steelers. It's one of my favorite things in sports. Mm. Uh, speaking of football, you, a lot of the people who listen to this show are uh, music fans. And if you have people in your life You're who are listening sport- to sports radio with Rob Turner. I love sports, Seth, but the, the, the sports only fans can be scary. And one thing with these football fans, they get all mad at the NFL for this and that. And the NFL, and they slam you. You know what? If you really want to prove that you're mad at the NFL, stop playing your stupid fucking fantasy games. Stop gambling on the sport, which, by the way, if you really loved it, you shouldn't have to gamble on it in the first place. And stop watching it. Spend your time elsewise. Then we'll believe that you're really angry with the NFL. Until then, shut up and play your games. And, and enjoy the Patriots' dominance, particularly people who believe Deflategate. You enjoy the Patriots' dominance. Okay, Seth, go ahead. Well, take us home. I hope you all enjoyed today's show and, and the, the ending rant by Sir Rob Turner. And uh, we're going to leave you with some con brio. Thanks for listening. We are excited to be back. we got a lot in store for you all. And uh, we're still taking on sponsors, so give us a call. Inside Out WTNS. And if you listen this far, please review us on iTunes. If you like us, and if you don't, please email us directly. We might read it on the show, particularly if it's clever. And um, I might have a new side podcast coming soon. Uh, We'll see about that. All right, Conbrio! (laughs) 